Well, it's great to be with you today. I'm so glad that you've chosen to gather with us. Uh, before we get into today's message, just a quick update, and that's to say that next Sunday we have a good friend of ours, Toppy Collioso, is going to be preaching. Toppy was going to preach on the 27th. That's come forward a week, so it's on the 20th. Uh, he's preaching on the issue of race and justice and is uh, one not to miss. So please make every effort to join with us next Sunday as Toppy preaches on that subject. Today, as Jason has mentioned, we're going to be talking about the issue of community and connection. And we're doing things a little differently. We're doing it as a Zoom conversation that I had earlier this week with Charles Kimbangi, Cindy Dixon, and Annie Twart. Uh, all three of those are leaders in our church. Uh, Charles and Cindy are on our staff team presently. Annie has been for many years and has led many Alpha courses across the church and recently retired but all significant leaders, and we hope this is a very helpful conversation for you to listen to and feel part of. And uh, just to say, you'll notice at the start that Charles talks about that we're planning and hoping to have groups in our buildings this coming term. Uh, we recorded this conversation just a few days ago. Well, since that moment, the government have issued new guidelines and rules really governing what we can and can't do in our buildings. And so we are reflecting on those again, and we're looking at what we can and can't do in this coming season. And as part of that, actually, we're going to be issuing a church survey, really asking questions about what you would feel comfortable with uh, in this coming season in terms of could we open up our buildings. So we would love you to fill that out, please. If you could get that back to us by next Sunday, that would really help us. Okay, I really hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope it inspires you. And for those of us who are maybe part of the church, but not really connected in, uh, I hope it moves you to want to take that step because connection and community are so key when it comes to growth and being encouraged and strengthened. And we all need that, but we're going to need it, especially I think in this coming season as well. So I hope you find this really helpful. Well, guys, it's great to be able to gather together today to talk about these ideas of family and connection and being together. And we're going to basically be talking about these three words of gather, encourage and pray. And uh, we're really looking forward to a new term where we're going to be running lots of groups. Some groups are going to be meeting in person. Some groups are going to be meeting on Zoom. But the important thing is, is that groups are gathering. And we're going to start off by talking about why we gather. And so, Phil, I wondered whether you just kick us off by talking about why is it so important that we gather uh, as believers and as, to have fellowship and get to know each other? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it's funny, isn't it? Even just the word gather has such connotations for us of physically being in the room together. And, you know, hopefully our groups will be able to do some of that in our buildings in this next term. But it's not the same. And we know that there are all sorts of limitations still, you know, in, in this next season um, and we can't gather in the way we used to, and we all miss that. Um, but I think we still feel like we can gather, even if it is through screens and through Zoom. And, um, and there's a great passage in Hebrews 10. I know that we're going to be looking at Ephesians, but in Hebrews 10, there's a great passage that talks about let's not give up meeting together. And it talks about why getting together is so important. And we'll probably touch on that later on but just it's just this kind of urgency not to give up and to keep doing it and i just think there's still even with the limitations of gathering through screens sometimes there's still there's still relevance and there's still power in that actually and um i don't know if you remember back when we had you know lockdown kind of came in and just i just remember those first few moments of 
you know, being in a prayer meeting or seeing people on a Zoom and how powerful it was seeing people's faces and watching other people see each other, just being there and seeing each other was powerful. And it's interesting, Sarah and I have been in a group, um, just a group of friends over the last few months where we've met on Zoom most weeks. Sometimes you're social, other times we've prayed. Um, and with all the limitations of Zoom, it's been the most remarkably powerful group I think I've ever actually ever been in, you know, relationally. And um, so I think there's still, there's still a strong reason to gather. If we can do it in person, great. But even on Zoom, uh, it's still, God can still use it quite powerfully, I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And as you know, I've been doing the Alpha courses over the last couple of months, and it's just been so powerful just to meet with people uh, across Zoom. And I mean, I think in the history of the church, we've never run Alpha courses across the summer, and yet we've been doing them over the summer. Yeah. Had yeah. literally loads and loads of people sign on to the Alpha course and just feel very easy at home, speak the truth, be honest and real in the conversations. And we just had a really powerful time. So I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And I know that we've got Annie on the call. And Annie, you've been involved in Alpha for many years um, on staff as well as a volunteer. Why do you think Alpha works so well um, on Zoom? Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I was surprised that it did. But I think it's because God hasn't changed. <laughs> um, you know, he's still there to be sought out by people. Um, and yeah, and, and we can help each other on our journey of discovering God. I think when I was searching for God, I didn't really know where to look. I, I wasn't um, brought up as a Christian. And, um, but I had loads of questions. And Alpha, I love Alpha now because I would have loved Alpha then if I could have had access to it. Um, so, yeah, it's just a very relaxed, informal, fun way to explore the Christian faith. And you come with your real questions. So, you know, masks off, just be honest come as you are if you want to just listen that's fine if you feel a bit shy but you're eager to find out more then we go over really the core beliefs of christianity the, the answers that jesus gave to the big questions of life what is the purpose and meaning of life and if there's a god how can i know him and you know together we can help each other brilliant and i'm just i'm just glad you don't have to wear a mask on zoom on alpha now that's good as well i think <laughs> <laughs> that definitely helps at least you can see people's faces <laughs> um, so I mean I mean obviously we're running a number of groups in these uh, next few weeks and some are meeting on Zoom some are meeting um, in person but why does the idea of meeting in groups work for us Phil why does it really work as, as human beings to get together uh, I, I just think there's this there's just a way that God's made us isn't there and that he's made us to be to be in relationship with him, but also to be in relationship with one another. And, you know, there's that very, like, very kind of insightful passages in creation about, you know, when God creates man and man is walking in the garden and everything is kind of perfect and set up. And yet when God reflects on man's creation, he goes, you know, it's not good for him to be alone. And it's the first time he said something wrong, you know, something's not right in creation. And, you know, we all have different relational appetites, but we are all hardwired with the DNA. <coughs> we need one another. We need to be in connection with one another. We need to belong to something beyond ourselves. And that's true of everybody, whether they're Christians or people of faith or not. We all need to connect. And obviously the church is an important, very significant place of connection and belonging for Christians. So I think it's just the way God's made us. 
And Cindy, obviously you bring a unique perspective to this conversation. I know that you're a trained counsellor and so you'll have lots to share on this. But yeah, why do you think it's important for us to gather given the, the benefits to our well-being and, and so on? What would you add to this conversation on gathering? Um, well, so um, whilst I was in lockdown, I just kept thinking about people who live on their own, not able to physically interact and um, with people either at work, church, family, friends, and are basically isolated. And um, long-term loneliness isolation does increase our risk of certain mental health problems. So things like depression, anxiety, and increased stress, which is actually on the increase. So, you know, we should gather, we should join a group and we should get connected. And um, when I was studying, doing my counselling studies, I learned about um, Maslow. Um, it, he was a psychologist who created the hierarchy of needs. And according to his theory, we all have basic needs. And one of um, the needs that he talked about was sense of belonging and love, which comes from intimate relationships with our friends, um, family, and basically our need to belong to social groups. So things like the community and just to gather and connect and interact with other people. And I think in these challenging and uncertain times, you know, feeling loved and accepted is really important. And it's just for us to have that sense of belonging, feeling connected so we don't feel isolated or alone. And, you know, like with groups, you, um, are t you we care for each other in groups. You know, we build each other up spiritually. We have fun. Um, we share experiences. Um, we make new friends. You know, so groups can improve our well-being. And I have enjoyed groups that I've attended. I love going. I love chatting. I love meeting people. I love sharing. I love praying with people. So there are lots of benefits. There are lots of benefits to joining a group. Yeah. Fantastic. And I know that lots of people out there will understand the benefits of being part of a group. Um, but there'll also be people out there who just find it hard uh, to connect, particularly on, on Zoom at this time, where they might be on Zoom calls across the, the day at work and then going on in the evening. But... Annie, what are some of the maybe other challenges that people face in terms of joining a group? I think there's a natural nervousness, especially the first time you do something if you've not been part of a group before. And, you know, what will be expected of, of me? Will I be asked to do something I don't feel comfortable to do? Um, what will it be like trying to get to know people? I mean, especially, obviously, in the, in the Zoom context. But I think people feel that anyway when they walk into a, a, a room of, of, of new people. I mean, one thing I would say about joining groups actually is it's, it's worth maybe talking about joining a particular group with a friend and go together because <laughs> that can be a great way. And then it just gives you the courage and confidence to do it. But there is value in being with a whole group of people, different opinions, different life experiences. You learn from each other. You, you grow in your relationship with God as you hear about other people's experiences of God. And it's, it's a very uplifting thing. We're not really designed to um, grow in faith alone. Mm. We need each other. Definitely. And in my experience, just in the last couple of weeks, I've seen people who are new to the, the King's family, as it were, who have you know, joined us online and then signed up to a group and they've been able to, to get involved and, and actually get to know people. It's been really fantastic to see new people joining us. But I know that there'll be a whole load of, you know, number of people who will feel like I've got my friendship circle, I'm sorted, you know, I don't need to join a group is probably what they're thinking. 
to that group of people, Phil, what would be your encouragement, I guess, to step into a group of people who are sorted, as it were? What would you say to yeah. them? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think if you're a follower of Jesus, there's this challenge that Jesus gives us basically to share all the benefits of what we've received. And I think that permeates every aspect of being a Christian. You know, he says to his disciples, freely you've received, now freely give. And I think that's a very challenging kind of exhortation. And I think that, that you know, affects the way we handle our money, uh, um, you know, our resources, our houses, our friendship circles. And I think if we are fortunate enough to be in a setting where we feel connected and actually can I say lots of people look like they're connected but we make this assumption that everybody is when they're not necessarily and lots of people feel a bit isolated and you wouldn't necessarily know it but I think for those of us who maybe feel like no we are connected then I think the challenge for us is to share that community that we have to open up if you like the circles to other people and sometimes that means leading a group and sometimes it means just attending a group and if you like being people who facilitate other people finding a home um, you know, because there, there were times when we stood outside the circle and someone welcomed us in and that is the challenge to us as well. So I would say if that's you, then you're fortunate and you need to share what God's given you. I hear that challenge. It's good. Very good, Phil. Um, so we've talked about gather. Let's go on to our, our second word, as it were, encourage. And there's so much encouragement, as it were, in the New Testament um, where we're supposed to gather and encourage one another. But Phil, why don't you kick us off? Why is it important that we come together and also encourage one another when we get together. Yeah, well, I, I just think those two words are completely connected. And, uh, you know, again, in that passage in Hebrews, it talks about, you know, let's not give up meeting together, but let's encourage one another. And it says actually before that, it says, you know, let's hold on to the hope we profess and let's spur one another on to, you know, in love and good deeds. And there's this connection between being together and, if you like, growing or being strengthened and I think we all want to grow. Um, people want to develop. Christians want to grow. We all want that. Um, but sometimes I think in the Western church, we try to disconnect our walk with Jesus from the importance of being connected to a body of believers. And that just biblically doesn't exist. Uh, you know, the New Testament is all about that you grow in the context of relationships. And we meet Jesus one-to-one, -one, yes, but we also meet Jesus through one another and through people praying for us and talking to us and being known and fully known and us knowing people. And so I think if we need strengthening, which we all do, and we're in a season when we know that more than ever, we need each other because we meet God through each other as well as on our own, on our knees. And so I think, yeah, we need to be encouraged, but we're going to find that in the midst of community because, again, I think that's the way God has... God has made us and made made things to work. That's very helpful. And, you know, I've been in a number of conversations with people over the years where I've had to re-emphasize the fact that, you know, the New Testament knows nothing of individual Christianity where we're on our own in our homes. Actually, yeah. when we believe in Christ, we're connected to him as well as to others and we're united yeah. together in community. So I find that very helpful and a good reminder. Um, Cindy, I wonder if you've got anything to add on this area of encouragement um, so I think I didn't, I underestimated how important encouragement was many years ago before I joined my first group. So I'm very much an introvert and I thought, you know, I could stay in my room, read my Bible. I go to church, you know, I've got a couple of friends in church. That's okay. So when I was invited to a group, I had to think, I thought of all these excuses why I shouldn't go it was far away. It was miles and miles away from where I live. So I was like, you know, why, why am I going to travel all that way to join a group? Anyway, I decided to go. 
And when I got there, I did sit in the car for a while because I was nervous because I thought I didn't know anyone in the group. If I got out, what if I didn't fit in? What if they asked me to do something I didn't want to do? I didn't want to be rude to you. So I had all these anxieties in my head. I finally decided to get out of the car, knock the door, went in. And I have to say, I had a great time. And I think the great time that I had wasn't, wasn't to do with like just being happy, but it was more about the spiritual element in that group. You know, we prayed, we read the Bible, we connected, we shared. And, you know, I came out of there feeling so refreshed, so rejuvenated. You know, I just felt like I had been blessed. And actually, because of that, I never missed another meeting. You know, I finished work at six. As soon as I finished work, I wouldn't even have anything to eat, get in the car and quickly go to group. And I can say because of that, I was able to encourage others to first of all, join the group, but also join other groups because I feel it's really important just to have people to encourage you. You know, I'd go there with a problem from work and they would pray with me. You know, I could share with them. I trusted them. You know, it's just, it was amazing. So for me, it, that was a really good experience. But actually, if I hadn't pushed myself, I would never have joined a group. And I bet you were a real blessing to that group as well, Cindy. Um, like, you know, I'd have you in my group. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I didn't think I would be. I didn't think I had anything to offer. I thought, you know... And that was one another reason I thought, why am I, you know, what can I offer? But you're right, yeah, I was a blessing. And, and do you think, Cindy, that other people feel like that, that they don't have stuff to offer? Do you think that's one of the issues? I think so, yeah. No, definitely, I really do. I just feel, I think sometimes it's, it's a lack of confidence as well. So we don't feel, sometimes we just don't feel we're important. You know, what can I offer? And, and we kind of compare ourselves to other people. So you might watch someone preach or you might watch someone pray. I can't pray like that. I can't preach like that. I can't talk like that. I can't read the Bible like that. Mm -mm. So I can't, you know, do you see what I mean? So we have all these inhibitions and kind of negative thoughts in our heads. So we're like, I don't think I can offer anything. So I might just stay out of it and stay at home. But you know what? Everybody can offer something. A smile, a prayer and a word of encouragement. I believe everyone has something to offer. So, yeah. So I think we need to believe more about that. And I didn't years ago. I do now. You know, I know I have lots to contribute. I'm still struggling, but I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and biblically, that's so true, isn't it? It's, you know, we're all part of the body. The Bible says that and that every part has a part to play, critical part to play. And we need every member of the body to play their part. So, yeah, certainly psychologically, that's how people feel. But biblically, it's like. There's, there's another truth, isn't it? That the, the church needs every part of the body and every person to play their part and to bring their contribution. Definitely, yeah. Great, Cindy. I think everyone's now thinking they'd love to be part of your group. Yeah, come on yeah. down. <laughs> That's We're so in. helpful. Um, obviously, um, I think you touched on the importance of prayer and we've talked about gather, encourage, and I'd love just to spend a few minutes on prayer and um, why prayer is so important, what's the place of prayer in our groups. And so, Annie, you are a brilliant prayer, if you don't mind me saying, but could you just tell us, you know, why is prayer so important in groups? I think it's, it's um, this amazing, quite often untapped resource, isn't it, prayer? Because we have this inertia to get over to, to pray and, and to build that into our lives. And we're rushing around, we're managing our own lives, but... Um, you know, God reaches out to us where we are and he helps us through each other and through each other's prayers. Um, it's a very powerful thing when we pray together. And Jesus said, you know, where two or three are together, I'm right there in the midst of you. I'm with you. Uh, my spirit is with you. And, and 
we're encouraged to pray for one another in many places in scripture. And I just think of my own experience of being prayed for by other people when I was suffering a lot of chronic pain and how humbling that was, but how encouraging, comforting and supportive that was. Um, a, a group of people who in the church committing themselves to pray for others who weren't well. Um, amazing commitment and service that, that, that they give, gave and still give. Um, but also I led a prayer group for a, a few years, a women's prayer group, and that prayer group kept me going. Uh, it's, just, it, it's just so, so encouraging and um, we need God's help and therefore we need one another's prayers. <laughs> and I also think, I think prayer is also vital and necessary in our prayer walk with Christ, you know, knowing that we gather, we support each other, we pray for each other, but also we carry each other's burdens. So when I share with you, you share with me, it's like we're sharing the burden, even though it's mine and it's yours, we're kind of sharing it. We pray about it. We encourage each other. And then we build that trust, don't we? So then we maybe share a little bit more. And, you know, I've seen so many answered prayers in my life that I can genuinely, genuinely say that God does answer prayers. You know, he definitely does answer prayers. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think, like Cindy, what you just said, I think there's this, there's this relational dynamic that happens as well, isn't there? When we pray with one another, if we, if we begin to get to know each other, we start to trust people a little bit. We start to therefore disclose a little bit more about who we are, and that obviously needs to be appropriate and you know at the right pace. But we we tend to ask for prayer about things that matter to us. Normally, we'll certainly pray on our own about things that matter, you know, that really count, not that we think others, you know, want to hear and might impress them. But we we start to be honest about what matters, and when we do that, then we start to you know we disclose. Somebody else discloses. You start to build relationship at a different level and. So as you're praying, you're also relationally connecting. And that is a very powerful thing at the same time, I think. Yeah, and I know that over the last couple of weeks and months, really, we've been doing site prayer meetings uh, across the church. And uh, I found them so personally, you know, very helpful, very encouraging, very powerful as we gather to, together, hearing one another's prayers, praying for one another, you know, praying and interceding on behalf of others for various things has been so so powerful and so encouraging. And so we, we know the importance of that. And I want to encourage people to keep uh, gathering to pray for sure. Um, well, as we kind of wrap up, Phil, I know that there will still be people out there who are wondering about joining a group, wondering about taking that step. And I wonder what would you say to them? What would be your last words to them about just encouraging them to take, or to get into a group, I guess? Well, I just think, you know, Cindy mentioned it earlier that I think it's real that there is a nervousness about stepping into something you've never stepped into before. We all feel like that. You know, you walk into a church for the first time where you don't know anyone. It feels very awkward. You go to a, a sports club or anything where you don't know someone. Certainly some of us find that very difficult. And I think it's surprising how many of us find it difficult, even though we don't always show it. And so I think it is hard to take that step. But I just think it's so important. If you're not, if you're a Christian and you're, but you're not connected to other believers. It's, um, it's such a hugely important step to get to a place where you are. And groups are such a great way of doing that. It's a real vehicle. So I, I just would want to say to people, it is hard. It can be hard, but it's definitely worth the risk. And you've got to be courageous. And you've got to go, I would just go, if you're feeling the urge, maybe I should, then do it. 
and don't hold back for too long. And, and you just go along once and find out. And if you don't like it, fair enough. You know, you don't have to go again. But I just think the value that you might discover and the richness of what you might walk into will be worth any risk in that, in that sense, the kind of risk of taking that first step. So I would, sounds a bit simple, but I would really encourage you just to try it. Great. Well, it's been so good to talk to you guys around these themes of connection and groups and just being church family together. And I look forward to more conversations about this, but I just want to encourage people who are watching this to, to take a step, you know, in these next few weeks, next few days, take a step, go on our website, join a group, and I'm sure you will not regret it. But uh, good to speak to you guys. Have a great week and uh, we'll see you soon. Eh? Yeah. Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.